Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We appreciate every time you review, you yes. share. And what it does for us, it allows us to build the, this platform where we can create partnerships. And those uh, partnerships will allow us to bring you guys special offers and discounts. So one of the ways you can do it on the Anchor app, if you're listening on that platform, you can click and favorite the app. That will also let you know when uh, the newest podcast goes up. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can also send digital applauses. On Apple Podcasts, you can actually subscribe there. Also, you will get notifications when the new podcast comes up. You can rate and review. If you haven't done that, please encourage you to do that. Yes. You can also uh, screenshot this and share it on social media. So we thank you guys so much and let's get to it. Hey, hey, welcome to episode six of Live, Love, Discover with Dan and Sig, <laughs> where we want to inspire you to live to the fullest, love unconditionally and discover the best of your life. And we are starting off December uh, right around the corner from Christmas. Yeah. I hope you guys have some awesome plans this Christmas. And uh, we're pretty excited because we have some family coming over. Yes. My mom, my aunt, my sister. My cousin, I almost had a brain fart there, but uh, they're going to be coming out here and I'm really, really excited about that. So, yeah, we were originally planning to head out to Cali, but uh, plans didn't work out uh, like that. So, um, man, even even though we're not getting out there, uh, having family come over here is pretty cool. I know. Um, I've, we already put up our tree. We put it up even before Thanksgiving, which is a first. I usually put it up the day after Thanksgiving, but I couldn't I couldn't um, stop myself this year from putting it up early. Yeah, and it looks good. You did a good job. Thank you. Well, the kids helped me, so that was nice. Yeah, you were going to wait for me, but you didn't. Really? <laughs> I told you. I was like, come on, let's put up the ornaments. And you were, I don't know what you were doing. You were doing something else. You were busy. So I just figured we were just doing yeah. it. Well, without my help, you guys did a great job. <laughs> All right. Thank so, you. So um, I want to share a, uh, today we're going to be talking about transforming your life and that starts with the thinking process start transforming the way you think i like this tony robbins quote it says in order for things to change you must be able to change and another i'm not sure who carolyn crane is but she says something really smart she said most people think happiness is about gaining something but it's not it's all about getting rid of the darkness you accumulate that's deep yeah that's really good that's deep so it's like rather than trying to acquire all these things to get happiness in your life looking at overall the things in your life yeah. that are creating the darkness yeah, kind or, of um examining yourself and what places in yourself are dark yeah absolutely and that's kind of where uh it's really good where i want to talk about this this whole idea of transforming your life and specifically i want to talk about how i went from transporting drugs to transforming hearts <laughs> <laughs> and um and i think one of the things required in order to actually make a change in your life to make it a, a radical transformation is having an awareness, being aware of where you're at, having intentionality and being willing to sacrifice the acceptance to kill the old way of thinking and learning new things. Yeah. And then also understanding that it's an ongoing process. Sometimes it gets discouraging because you might not seem uh, you might not be seeing any changes from your perspective. Yeah. You might not feel anything different. 
And also when you do change, make some changes, sometimes you'll find yourself back to square one, yeah. but realizing it's a constant process. Yeah. Like you'll find yourself doing things consistently and all of a sudden you slack off once and then you beat yourself up about it and then don't yeah. jump back in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I created six steps uh, for transformation and you're going to want to get pen and paper, write this down. If you're driving, you might want to wait till you get home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know imagine I mean, somebody like, oh, I got to get this down right now. <laughs> yeah. So the six steps and I'm going to mention them real quick and then go through them. Um, and as I go through them, I'm going to share my story of transformation. Mm. And we kind of briefly t- covered it in past podcasts, but we're going to go in depth about my story and how I ended up in jail. And uh, how was that? How that was actually the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> uh, so the first step is responsibility. Second, recognition. Third is decision. Number four is cutting. Number five, environment. And six, evaluate. So again, I'm going to break these down as we go along. So in 2009, I was actually in a really dark place in my life. I was heavily into marijuana, thankfully, nothing else. But uh, I was I was pretty much a pothead every day getting high. Like I didn't know what sober was like at the, in that season in my life. Actually, being sober was like getting, being high for me because every day <laughs> and it didn't help that it didn't help that uh, me and my buddies lived in the same house. And then we all smoked and we all you guys were crazy. huh? We all kept each other accountable to make sure we were always being uh, having uh, that high. That's funny. You would think instead of being accountable to do something great, it's like, hey, did you get high today? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, my buddy. Right. Oh, yeah, Let me come here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My buddy Jeru remember like he, he would wake me up. Hey, hey, wake up with a blunt on my to my face. I'm oh, like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you guys are crazy. Huh? It was bad. It was bad. It just and it was just nonstop. Well, we can laugh about it now because it's over and done with. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like now, to a lot of people, it's not a big deal, you know, uh, yeah, smoking know weed. But it's it's it, it it pretty much like held me captive for a really long time. Yeah. And they say that weed, uh, that marijuana is not addictive, but I would beg to differ. I think it could be really addicting to be in that uh, to be in that space. I think realistically anything can be addictive, even if it's not a drug. We get addicted to anything. I think it's in our sinful nature to be addicted to something. And that's why God, I believe, wants us to be addicted to him, to be in communication with him constantly. But I think these other things take place. Yeah, and becomes yeah it's, it's really easy to get stuck on something, especially something that's not good for us, bad yeah. habits. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I was really lost in this in this environment, in this world. And I honestly believe that the only thing that can bring people together was marijuana. <laughs> like I, I had like so oh many different goodness, types of, of, of friends or acquaintances. You were that guy, uh, huh? Yeah, different backgrounds. <laughs> and, and I thought this has got to be the only thing that brings people together. You were like stuck in the 70s <laughs> mentally. <laughs> yeah, I was also some different spiritual oh my high. Goodness. That was no good. But yeah, I was I was in that state of mind. And um, and like. I was actually selling weed just to stay high. That's crazy. Like I didn't want to pay for it out of my own pocket. So I like, like we figured out a way where we can make some money and, um, and stay high all the time. And, uh, one time in my life, um, there was an opportunity where I was, I was told I was, I could go over to the border of Mexico, meet some guys out there. They would give me a, a truck filled with with marijuana and 
all I had to do was drive it over across back to the United States to San Diego border and I would get paid three thousand dollars. Who who connected you to this person? It was a it was a friend of ours from high school. Uh, my my cousin and I we'd known him since uh, actually since middle school. Wow. And uh, I never asked too many questions. I didn't want to know too much. That's the worst part about like who just goes into something so deep like doing something like that and not ask questions. Yeah, like I was <laughs> you just, were crazy. I was just blinded by Sheesh. money and weed. Not, I mean that's what my life revolved around. And um. And so that opportunity came by and I said, that sounds like easy money. And mind you, like one of the reasons I didn't have a problem with it was because I didn't really have a, I didn't really see a future for me anyway. Mm -hmm. So in the back of my mind, if I got arrested and it's no big deal, like I really wasn't expecting much out of my life anyway. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that you used to think that way because now that we're married and we have children and stuff, like that's not who you are. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't never like. I got I was in a place where I didn't expect to get married, I didn't expect to have children, I didn't expect anything of my future. Um, I think this started back like in, in my younger years because like as a kid, my parents, my, my pops was like bent on having me be either a cop, uh, a lawyer or a doctor. And see, I didn't I didn't see myself being any of those. So subconsciously, like because I didn't see myself being any of those, subconsciously I thought those were my only options. Hmm. So I was like, Well, if I'm not I don't want to be a doctor, lawyer, or, or a cop, then I don't know what else I could do in life. And I never, I never really had like a desire to do something. I, I, I used to love to draw, write, and uh, write poetry, write raps, hmm. but no one ever encouraged me to take that or, uh, or made me aware that that could possibly lead me somewhere that I can actually make money with that. And not really about the money because it's really about just pursuing my passion, my purpose, you know, so I wasn't directed in that in that fashion. So when I was I pretty much got into a dark place, Mm -hmm. I said, since there's nothing else for me, this is what I choose to indulge in. This gave me some kind of uh, fulfillment, some kind of like acceptance, you know, Mm -hmm. So um, I got into this into this mess and I said, OK, let's go for it. Let's do it. So we would bust these these missions to to get out to Mexico, meet the guys out there. And um, it was really sketchy. Like I didn't know their names. I didn't ask them. I would be like, so scared. Like, yeah. weren't you scared? Um, you weren't scared I at was all? Really, 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 really um, high. <laughs> high and ignorant and just dumb you were really high you didn't even know mind you like guns are illegal in mexico um but these guys uh, actually had guns and never in my mind did i ever think oh these guys are gonna use it against me like none of that like you're like really naive very naive like none of that really crossed my mind wow that's crazy all i was thinking about was just getting uh getting paid sheesh and so i went ahead and did that uh and uh, a couple times and then around the second time after the second time they said you know what this truck you've been using to 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 transport the drugs to the United States, um, it, you can have it if after a couple more trips. You know they they didn't want to burn out the car. They they wanted to make sure that, that it wasn't overused. Mm. So they say if you go go to San Diego, put this truck under your name, come back, and uh, and uh, and after uh, two more. Uh, two more times that you you send this over the truck is yours so i was mm-hmm. cool i'm gonna get paid and i'm gonna get a truck oh my goodness. 
So I went out to San Diego border, went to the, um, to, to San Diego, registered the vehicle in my name, came back, and uh, I was ready to go. And this particular time, um, I was really set on, um, I'm really coming and just kind of going for the weekend, do a couple of trips, and then go home. And probably just take a break for a while. Uh, the day before, my mom had spoken to me. She didn't know I was involved in anything like this, but she really made me aware, like, Hey, like if, if you're involved in anything, if you if your life's not on the right track, make sure like that you're aware that God has a way of 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 speaking, you know. Yeah. And so like that kind of subconsciously in a way made me like. It was like, a mother's instinct. She knew something was up. Yeah, and so uh, I was like in the middle of the night. We went out there, and. Um, and I wasn't feeling really comfortable. By we, you mean who? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't really comfortable um, with that. And uh, the worst part about it at the time was me and, and I dragged my ex-girlfriend along, but I didn't tell her anything. She wasn't aware of, of anything. I didn't want to let her uh, know too much. But um, I was like very nervous. And, a, um, you know, the Border Patrol, they're like trained to recognize, you know, odd behavior yeah. and stuff like that. And so what they did is... is they came to my truck and asked me for my registration. I said, oh, okay, cool. That's all they want. This truck is registered in my name. I can give them the paperwork and, and we'll be on our way. So as I reached to get the paperwork, um, he goes to the back of the tires and he tries to take air out of the tires and mm. no air comes out. So automatically he knew that there's something inside the tires. He calls for backup and, um, and like four or five ice patrols come come and uh, they take me out of the truck, both me and my ex-girlfriend, and put us in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And I, I was thinking, um, this is it. Like, definitely no. If I didn't think that was a feature for me uh, then, like, now before for that. Sh- before that, for sure now, like, it's over. And so we got taken in and um, I don't know what to expect. And that itself is was a journey, like... Experience, uh, interesting experience that I don't recommend anybody to go through <laughs> but um, it woke me up it, it woke me up even though I knew in the back of my mind this was a possibility part of me didn't think that was gonna happen like I was mm-hmm. com- like separated from reality in a way you know yeah and um, and it was it was weird one of the ice patrol says oh like you're is this the first time getting arrested I said yeah and he's like, oh, well, now you're going to have a criminal record. Now you could be a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I was OK. Like, man, this is something I'm going to have to deal with. And uh, I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out. But uh, definitely was an opportunity for me to recognize, like, everything that I've gone through, every every everything that I did up to this point was because of the way I see things, the way I think. And yeah, I had to take responsibility, which is the first step. I had to take full responsibility of everything that I that happened to me. Yeah, everything that led up to that, that led point. up to that point. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter who hurt me in the past. It doesn't matter what I didn't get or didn't have when I was a child yeah. that might have led me down this path. Like I had to take full responsibility yeah. for everything that I was, everything that I did, everything that I thought. Yeah. You know, and uh, I just and the second step is recognition. I had to recognize 
where I was mentally, you know, just being aware, being recognizing my spiritual state, my mental state, and to just just being honest with it being honest with myself. Yeah, because at the end of it all, I mean, none of us get what we want, maybe growing up or whatever. But at the end of it all, it's up to us to make the decisions. Yeah. And it's up to us to keep our mind on check of what, what we're thinking about and where our mind leads us to be and that's actually uh step uh three the third step is decision decide where you want to be in life and then create a mental picture and write it down i I definitely encourage you to write it down Mm -hmm. um and before i expand on that i wanted to say i heard one time like i I heard this and gave me goosebumps it says the first half of your life is not your fault anything that's happened to you is not your fault the second half of your life is your fault it's all up to you you know yeah and so when it comes to making a decision, uh, decide where you want to be in life and creating the mental, create a mental picture and write it down. So I had a lot of time when I was, uh, when I was in jail and uh, I had, I was writing a lot, some poetry, some, I was writing to my family and, uh, I was wanting to, I was writing like what I wanted out of my future. I could have taken a stance where I was like, okay, no, there is no future for me because I'm now locked up and I'm going to have a criminal record. Yeah. But I chose to have a, a more positive perspective and it helped that my my family was uh, was there for me on a spiritual level. My dad was sending me books. Uh, I was reading books in, in uh, while I was in jail in regards to uh, to to Jesus and, and having faith. Yeah. And I decided to start attending the services, the uh the, the, the church services and at jail. I went to the Spanish services. I went to, the, I just wanted to be in a positive environment while in a very dark environment. Yeah. You know, I remember as soon as I walked into the jail, like my first day there, um, I got one of the inmates handed me a note. It was a list mm-hmm. of all the jail, all the uh, inmate rules. So That's the crazy. jail, the jail system has their own rules, but then the inmates have their own rules. That's crazy to me. Like they still don't want to surrender control in a way. It's kind of like their way of feeling like they still got control over their situation. I feel like. Yeah. Because you're locked up. It's like yeah, really. It's horrible. So they had no own rules that you had to follow. That's crazy. And also you had to decide what group of people you wanted to hang out with. There was the brothers, uh, the which are the black people, the woods, which were the white people, and uh, the Southsiders, which were the Latinos born in the United States, uh, the Chicanos, or and then there was the Paisas, which were um, people that were actually born in, in South America. Aww. So you had to choose what side. That's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of it's really ridiculous. And so I had to follow those rules, but while I was following those rules, I still had to make a decision not to let my mind be bound by those rules. Yeah. So... That's when I like I started making those decisions at that moment that this is not what I want my future to be like. No matter mm-hmm. what the result, I still wasn't sentenced yet. And I was like, okay, whatever happens, I want to make sure that I don't stay stuck here. I don't yeah. I don't want to be here. And in a way I was I was kind of naive to the fact that there could be a, that I didn't I didn't want to even have the thought. I, should say. I didn't want to have the thought that there couldn't be a bright future for me. Yeah. So I chose to accept that there would be, you know, and mm-hmm. um, from what I was reading in my Bible and I was reading from the love of God and the grace and and what Jesus did for us. I was like, OK, like, not only do I have to do I believe it in my mind, but 
this is a, a reality, a spiritual reality that this is possible. Yeah. All right. So we're going to fast forward. You know, um, I was given a three month sentence when I was supposed to do three years. I was That's given. That's amazing. That's just God. I was, right there, yeah. Honestly. It was by God's grace. I was given three months. Sheesh. And, um, and you know, once I, I got out, I had to make another decision because I was coming back to the place where I was before. Like, even though my mind was changed, like my decisions were changing, um, the world out back home was still the same. So my friends were still in the same mindset and all that. Yeah. And so I got into a place where I had to decide. And, and I mentioned this before on the podcast that I had to cut some relationships. I had to cut some some habits. I had to cut some things that would trigger me into wanting to to get back into that same lifestyle. Yeah. And so I did. It was not easy. But again, this is step number four. Uh, the cutting. I had to cut uh, cut some ties. And that was crucial to my development. Yeah. If I wouldn't have cut those relationships, those ties, I don't think I could have accelerated in the way that I did. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And with that... Well, which, it, what, what ties were those? Like, um, like friendships. Um, like I, I mentioned before that I had to let my friends know, I love you guys, but I got to make some changes. Mm-hmm. I got to move forward in this direction. And I'm not saying you have to go with me, but I'm saying um, I can't let you hold me back uh, into who I was yeah because of who I'm becoming Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with who I was Mm -hmm. and so I had to get rid of those relationships um got rid of my ex-girlfriend and at the same time I was blessed to meet you (laughs) isn't it crazy to think that if you would have done the full three years we probably wouldn't have gotten married yeah that's crazy yeah and so like God because what happened in the next three years was like, that's a big deal. Like, just oh yeah, a lot happened. Yeah, just in that year following uh, <laughs> that's my, so my incarceration and and being set free. Yeah, a lot happened. Like a lot of transformative stuff happened. Yeah, and so I was very grateful for that. And so like, you have to ask yourself, how bad do you want to change? How badly do you want to transform? You know, one of the things that when you come into uh, uh, the understanding of who your creator is understanding of who Jesus is that he died for us to have a new life a lot of that has to do with our our actions yeah our decisions to get rid of the old way the ways of thinking the mm-hmm. bible says you have to die to yourself die to all the old thinking so the beautiful thing about that is you don't have to live with the whole mindset that oh that's just how i am that's just who i am this is who i've been my whole life that's just the way i was born and the reality is when we're born, we're very dark in nature. Yeah. Like we're we're pulled into the things that that are not necessarily good for us. Yeah. Um by sinful nature, I mean it's just yeah. not happen. And that that's the thing that um like we're starting I think we're awakening to that reality and now now more days. Yeah. We realize that like the this the old systems of doing things are not really beneficial. Yeah. The old, um, I'm just as simple as like the old uh, triangle pyramid of, of, of health, like um, the nutrition, yeah. you know, which I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not working, mm-hmm. you know. So there's a lot that there's a big shift in in, in diet and, and, and what we've come to understand that is we used to think was healthy for us is not healthy for us. Yeah. 
um, the old system of doing uh, of, of, you know, financing for school and getting into debt like that's not working out. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot of things that they're just changing, you know. Yeah, there's been there's because th- I think things are constantly changing. And that's the thing. I think if like you said, um, I don't think it's healthy for us to be like, oh, that's just the way I am, because then right there and then we're putting a roadblock on our growth. And I think that's that's one thing. It's like God wants us to constantly be and keep growing. Um, and if we're not constantly growing, then we're stuck. And that's kind of where we get. We, we end up stuck when we start speaking that over ourselves. Like, that's just the way I am or like and not yeah. wanting to improve anything. Yeah. Like in, in my own uh, in my own self, like there is a dark nature to to want to sleep around, to want to be with many women, to want to go back to doing drugs like like we all have a human instinct like that's inside of us that like left to our own devices yeah we make a mess of things yeah you know, there's a lot of darkness in, in a lot of our hearts yeah and so it's a challenge to to put a lot of that stuff into submission and so when we recognize it when we recognize okay maybe i don't know what's best for me maybe i don't know you know like what i want you know maybe you know maybe everything i learned everything i've picked up from the culture yeah from the status quo Mm -hmm. maybe it's not working out yeah not just for me but for many people yeah and so it's that understanding of being willing to let go to cut off Mm -hmm. now the fifth step which is environment is controlling your environment like you decide who you surround yourself with you decide what people you want to grow with what relationships you want to invest in uh and what activities you want to get involved with, whether it be church, volunteering, mm-hmm. any kind of sports. Like, you decide all that. Yeah. You know, you you can decide to create your environment. You don't have to just receive everything that is around you. You don't have to get involved with everything that, that, that people are involved with. Like, this mm-hmm. is your life. Yeah. You decide what you want to get out of it. You decide what you want to let into your circle yeah what's beneficial to us and it's gonna empower us to grow and what's gonna have us be stuck or take us backward right yeah so like um for one like let's say you're single you're out there you're trying to find someone that you you know that you want to talk to someone you want to build relationship with but if you're going out to the bars and that's your environment where you want to meet somebody yeah well you can expect certain things right yeah of course like when, when you're going out to meet somebody at a bar there's certain things that you got to be mindful that, okay, if there's people trying at a bar trying to uh, find someone, mm-hmm. then I'm probably not going to find the best relationship. I yeah, because they're going to they're just going to go with whoever. I feel like they would just go with whoever first because with attention, not really talk about morals and how they would fit together. Like if you're really trying to find that person you're going to marry, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're going to talk about trying to find a serious relationship that's definitely not the best place i think yeah not to say you can't find somebody good out of the bar yeah it no, just happens to be there uh, but i'm just saying like chances yeah. are you're not gonna find but if that if you're going with that objective i think that yeah and so it's like so if you're thinking well i'll i like for instance let's say i want to meet somebody who's into science well let's say you go to science uh events mm-hmm. you know then you're probably going to meet somebody there that's into science mm-hmm. right if you think of somebody that if you want to be with somebody who has the same faith that's a, a believer in christ then if you go if you go to church mm-hmm. then you're most likely to meet somebody with the same values yes mm-hmm. right so it just you got to control your environment be aware of what you want in your and and recognize what 
where I'm at right now, the environment that I have mm-hmm. is probably not conducive to to the results that I want. Mm-hmm. And then the sixth step is evaluate. Now, this is important because, like I mentioned earlier, it's an ongoing process. I would suggest every three months evaluate. Like, okay, what decisions have I made up to this point? Who have I surrounded myself with? What am I involved in? And is it something that's helping me get, uh, is it helping me to improve in my life? Yeah. I would suggest, again, every three months. So I was in a place where I needed to transform my thinking from, like, there's nothing for me like this pie head mindset i was just <laughs> i had to take some action to get out of that place so once i use these steps uh, responsibility recognizing that i needed to to make some changes making the decision um cutting off anything that was keeping me stuck creating the environment and evaluating so now um fast forward in 2014 um i was in a place where okay like I've made a lot of changes. My mindset has changed. I've grown a lot in my spiritual. Like I'm no longer the same person I used to be. But um, like now I feel like I've reached a cap. I think there's more for me to do. Around that time, this is where I realized like I felt firing me. Like there, there's, there's a purpose for me. What is it? Yeah. What is it like? Like my family uh, deserves for me to really start living this this like inspiring life where I'm not just living to make a paycheck, just not going to work and just trying to survive through life, right? Mm -hmm. So I was really thinking about that and I had to, again, go through the process because I was evaluating. And okay, I said, all right, everything up to this point has been my responsibility. Mm -hmm. I got to recognize the areas where I want to improve, where I'm lacking and make a decision towards where I want to go. I need to cut off anything that's held me back, any relationships that's held me back, and then find and find the environment, create the environment where I'm going to be developing as a as a as a as a not just a human being, but as a spiritual being, yeah, to that next level. And so it was rough. It was rough because this was new territory for me, and uh, I made I made a lot of bad decisions. I made a mess of some things, but I, nevertheless, I was learning. Yeah, and so it. It was important for me to to at least go through the process and then I was able to evaluate again and see okay maybe this wasn't a good idea mm-hmm. maybe this could have been done different okay and then one of the things I do well is just hit the reset button I call yeah. hitting the reset button I visual I literally visualize reset button i can hit that button yeah. and start over and i think it's important because sometimes we just need to feel like we're starting off with a clean slate yeah as opposed to feeling like we're trying to fix a mess we made yeah and so when we surrender ourselves to god then we're able to restart with a clean slate because god wipes away all of that and then he helps you work through it without you having to stress about yeah. having to fix like, things and that's that's kind of what, what goes into my my thinking too like if the god that created earth the guy who created me if he's able to forgive me and give me mercy and grace to move forward, why wouldn't I do that for myself? Exactly. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. I do that for myself? Like give myself the grace to move forward and, and make a better decision and uh, and not continue on the same cycle. Yeah, for sure. I think definitely not taking his grace for granted. It's about also trying to work to be better. Yeah. So I, I think as long as we're doing that, God acknowledges our effort. And that's when he chooses to go ahead and bless us and yeah. be with us, stand by us and help us through all that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so this is, again, this is an ongoing process is like uh, of growth. You know, it's just constantly just going through the steps and seeing, okay, this is, okay, where am I right now? Is, am, I, am I where I need to be? Could I be doing more? You know? So step number one, again, accepting responsibility. Mm-hmm. Number two, recognizing where you are mentally and spiritually. Number three, making the decision uh, of where you want to be. Yeah. Creating a mental picture. And all this, I would suggest, again, writing all this down. Yeah, I think these were really good steps. I think yeah. you did a great job at picking out these steps for people to follow. Yeah. Uh, number four, cutting. What, write it down. What do I need to cut from my life? What areas, what relationships, what habits do I need to cut for me to move forward? Mm-hmm. Environment. What's my environment like right now? The people I'm around, um, the energy, uh, the relationships that I'm involved in, like uh, things I volunteer or that I'm involved in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are they moving me closer to where I want to be? Yeah. Or are, or are they, they keeping me busy? That's another thing, actually. Uh-huh. I think it's really important. Like, I think sometimes um, we're asking God to to use us. And I think sometimes we put too much on our plate where it doesn't really necessarily get us closer to God. It just keeps us busy and actually keeps us oh, busy from staying away from the presence of God, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. That's true. You get just kind of like so I think it's you're very exhausting important. all this energy and, yeah. and, and mental, spiritual energy and yeah. not you're being really left on anywhere. empty. Yeah. Absolutely. And then again, six, uh, step number six, evaluating every mm-hmm. three months, like just checking or yeah, every month you can do it, just evaluating every month rather than every three months. So yeah. whatever works for you guys. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just constantly going in that direction. And so uh, again, like what are the areas in your life where you're saying, oh, that's just the way I am. I was just born that way. Mm-hmm. And if you're really trying to transform, if you're really trying to make a change in your life, like, are you really willing to let go of old ways? Are you really willing to let go of old patterns of thinking? Yes. Because mm-hmm. if you're not, you're probably not going to see the transformation in your life that you desire to see. Mm-hmm. Maybe some some things might might change by just by the nature of life, but there won't be a, a radical transformation in, in, in your being. Yeah. And so, like, again, this process has helped me to understand my purpose which is helping inspiring people helping people understand their purpose in life and i don't think i ever would have gotten to the place gotten here to that place if i wouldn't have gone through this process Mm -hmm. and so i challenge you guys to constantly constantly be doing that constantly be moving forward for some of you you might you might not be interested in making any changes and that's fine but i think we all get to a point in life where we would say there's got to be more than this All right. So that concludes today's podcast. I hope something we shared today was of value. You can follow us at Live, Love, Discover on Facebook. You can send us an email. If you have any questions, any suggestions at WeLiveLoveDiscover at gmail.com. That's WeLiveLoveDiscover at gmail.com. And thank you guys for spending time with us. We want to inspire you to live to the fullest, love unconditionally, and discover the best of your life. (laughs) 